John Signorella here with my boy Kevin Perry. We're going to break down the main event on the Fox card coming up tomorrow night. Battle of the Calebs. Let's talk about it, Kev. Let's do it. Cool, right on, man. Uh, I guess I think I'm. Am I kind of excited about Saturday, John, or is or is this just uh, kind of a fight that nobody asked for? This. Uh, what did this Eddie Murphy say in Raw, the stand-up Raw? If you're starving and someone gives you a cracker, you're gonna be like, "Ooh, what's this cracker? Is it a Ritz?" We haven't had boxing in a while. I mean, Showtime had a card yeah, last but, week. But you know what? It's it's an overly salted cracker. <laughs> so here's what's up i mean we had boxing last week on saturday on showtime but conor mcgregor and dustin poirier and that whole card on the ufc just kind of just dwarfed whatever boxing was doing so yes we got boxing back let's talk the positivity here i happen to like caleb plant um i think he's coming into his own as a very very good boxer you know uh, i think he's shown good craft speed a little bit more power of late. We'll go into uh, his career and break that down as we assess the two fighters, the two Calebs, the Battle of the Calebs. That's what this card should be called. You know, like, it's funny. That's, first of all, that's a rare name. And second yeah, of all, I, how often do you have two names face each other, yeah, right? I, I think they might they might have dropped the ball there. I mean, that's kind of... They dropped the ball. Kind, kind of standard PBC, you know... Um, when they actually have a good matchup that they can put on TV, at least the last couple of years, um, they've tended to throw it on um, on pay per view where nobody's watching or whoever's watching is not paying for it. So um, that being said, uh, Caleb Plant is a pretty good fighter. Let's let's watch a, a little clip of him winning the title. I think this is going to be uh, what his his four title defense. Yes. Yes. Well, let, let, let's watch the clip. Oh, this is the this the this the problem. Oh, yeah. down, down, champion. down. Oh, that's what he's got to do. He's got to rough up Caleb Plant to win this fight. Oh, down goes oh. the champ, and he hurt him time. with that right and left hook. And the new IBF Super Middleweight Champion of the World, Caleb Sweetheart. So, yeah, so you can see there, I just wanted to kind of show that um, some of the skills, you know, a good left hook, uh, good speed. I mean, he's he's a very uh, crafty fighter. I mean, he's got some talent. Um, I guess uh, my biggest gripe with him is he's only got 20 fights, and beyond the, the opponent, you just saw him fight uh, Jose Uskateki, which um, – that's the best opponent. Probably his seen. best win. I was going to yeah, say I mean, that. Probably his best win. Fighting, yeah. hand-picked kind of opponents. Um, he's going to fight uh, Caleb Truax, uh, who is uh, 31-4-2. and two. Um, he's, a, he's a pretty – I mean, he's a veteran. I mean, he, he is the epitome of what veteran is all about. I mean, this guy just came basically uh, – I believe he didn't even have much of an amateur career at all. He started boxing late. Uh, he's, I think he's 38 years old. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this fight, John? Um, 
And uh, I just want to add, uh, Plan has been listed as high as a 50 to 1 favorite. So is this the kind of bout that we should be seeing on national TV? Is this going to advance the sport of boxing? Well, there's a lot of great questions to be answered there. Does it advance the sport of boxing? Did I did I put too many questions in one little? No, not at all, not at all. You know I like this sort of thing. Uh, So my thing is that yes, fifty to one—that's a little ambitious, uh, but it does make for good television because what does that mean? It means the person that's a favorite is probably going to slaughter the underdog, and the casual fan, the person that will be tuning into Fox, guess what they want to see? They want to see a quick result. They don't want to see, you know, a long boxing match. Um, we, of course, as boxing fans, want to see uh, that styles make fights and the best fighting, the best. Of course, we want that as diehards. But for TV, it's not so bad. I mean, if Caleb Plant looks impressive and gets this guy out of there, say, under five rounds, which I think he's capable of doing, and I'll break that down in a moment, that's good for television. And that that moves, that pushes the needle forward. And there's a lot of people to discuss, Kev. We could go there in a moment, too, at 168. Speaking for uh, Truax, like, I mean, he's been through the ringer. He's fought a lot of good guys at 168. I mean, Daniel Jacobs, Peter Quillen, even though that was no contest, either yeah. which way, he still was in the ring with them. You know, he's a, he's a hard, he seems like a hard, a hard luck guy uh, within the yeah. last couple of years. He, he's had some pretty, some pretty bad luck. You know, it's funny because, you know, he's lost four times, but he actually beat one of the opponents he lost to in James DeGale, the first fight, and then the second fight he lost. Um, He's a hard luck guy. That's the best way to put it. So does that hard luck make him really want to come out and give it one last really strong effort? Because let's face facts here, guys. This is boxing. And in the PBC, you do get a lot of chances. And I like Al Heyman for that. You know, they keep giving guys chances. He takes takes care of his fighters, but the thing is, He's kind of a pseudo promoter. He operates more like a manager, and obviously, the manager is always is supposed to look out for the best interest of the fighter. The promoter looks out for the best interest of the fan. And it's agree, kind of, it's kind of a conflict of an interest there because, um, yes, it's great to help out the fighter, but at the same time, the fan's the one who's putting the m- money in the pockets of the fighter. So, I mean, we want to see. Uh, we're not asking guys to go out there and get killed or anything. No. But we want to see entertainment. We want to see fights where we don't know who's going to win. Or maybe it's a two or three to one. Um, I, I don't believe this is a 50 to one fight by any means. No. I think Caleb Truax is going to give a good account of himself. Um, but uh, but let's let's uh, let's go to the clip of Truax. Uh, he did win the title a few years back, and he, he looked pretty good. So, I mean, he does have some ability. And he's just like a lunch pail type of fighter, kind of similar to uh, – Glenn Johnson. So let's take a look at a little bit of uh, Caleb Truax when he beat, he won the title from James C. Gale. I'm John Jacobson with sports. It's a Cinderella story akin to the movie Rocky. Osseo native Caleb Truax got a late start on the sport of boxing before working his way up to the top 10 professional rankings. Truax considered a big underdog against champion James DeGale in their IBF super middleweight title fight. After a solid start, the fifth round electric for Truax, backing DeGale into the corner with a hard right and a couple of wicked uppercuts that stagger the champion and turn the tide of the fight. Same round, and in another corner, Truax landing a sharp right, and he takes control of the fight in the middle rounds. Well, none match the fifth round for major shots landed. He continues to win rounds by pinning 
They gale to the corners. And when 12 rounds are complete, Caleb Truax hears the words he's dreamed of. The new world champion. He wins by majority decision to claim the belt. So, yeah, you can see there, um, I mean, he has some ability. Um, but obviously, you know, some time has passed. He's had a, quite a few injuries. And uh, this kind of looks like his, his last shot. What, what do you think about that, John? I agree. It's definitely his last shot. It's a do or die situation. And, you know, you can see there he's got good hands when he's comfortable, especially if he pins you against the ropes. He lets the hands go. The problem with a guy that he's facing in Caleb Plant is that he's not only sweet hands, he's also sweet feet. You know, I know that sounds weird, but he moves around very well. Uh, Caleb Plant is very good at putting punches together in combinations, moving around the ring. And now, as we saw in his last two fights, you know, he KO'd Mike Lee and the, the clip that you aired earlier. That Those were nice KOs. They were put together not because of power. They were put together because of precision, because of getting a, better as a fighter. Um, if Caleb Truax is there to be taken, you know, if he's there to be broken, I think Caleb Plant could certainly break him down within a few rounds. Uh, it should be interesting. You know, Truax is not going to go without a fight. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's true. Um, I have seen Caleb Truax stopped a couple of times. Uh, I, I remember that he's, he's actually a very slow starter, and – Plan is actually like the opposite. He's a guy that starts pretty quick and then he stabs right away. Yep. Yep. And um, so, I mean, it's an interesting dynamic. Although Plan is not known as being a big puncher, he does have a, a big speed advantage here. Uh, obviously, a youth advantage. I'm not, how, how, uh, what, what's, what's the age of uh, um, Caleb Plan? Caleb Plant's 28 years old. He's 28 years old. Yeah, so he's, so he's about, youthful. He's youthful, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 28 appears to be he's he's pretty close to his prime. So Yes. Um, so yeah, def definitely an interesting like I wouldn't call it a crossroads fight, but um you you could say it's a, a step up in class or or at the very least probably the second best opponent that Plan has fought. I mean, it's as Definitely second best opponent. As much yeah. accolades as this guy is getting, I think it's a little bit premature. And we even saw uh, last year the upset of the year, uh, Julian Williams, uh, when he fought uh, Jason Rosario. Yeah. Um, that was he was like a, about a thirty or forty to one favorite. Of hey, that. it happens. You know what it, happened? So it, it happens, and you know these Vegas odds odds makers. You know, for guys that are listening, me and Kevin are from Vegas. Like we know that these odds makers know what they're doing. Usually, it's you know the sports books have it right, or if they're a little you know uncertain, it's a very close odd. It's like two to one, and it's like you can't make any money off that. To get thirty or fifty to one is insane. Uh, Kev, I want to take a look at the division real quick at one sixty eight. Now, say Caleb Plant wins according to the vegas odds makers he will so uh, let's assuming that he wins um the 168 division has a lot of great talent in it obviously um canelo alvarez is there at 168 175 wherever he decides to go he's a chameleon we know that um i don't think caleb plant is ready for that yet if he gets past so, so here uh right here i'm just pulling up uh, yeah. this is according to box rec so we pretty much have about the top 10 uh, going on right here. Uh, we have uh, Saul Alvarez. Uh, I don't know how Callum Smith is still number two. I mean, after that 
performance, but obviously these are computerized rankings. Uh, Danny Jacobs, I mean, after that terrible performance against uh, who, who, who do you have that bad? Uh, Gabe Rosado, I'm sorry. Gabe Rosado, uh, yeah. David Benavides to me is the number two 168 pounder, but when you have a hard time making 168 pounds, that, that kind of goes against you a little bit. Then we have Billy Joe Saunders, who has pretty much almost wasted his whole career. He has 30 fights, and I can I can only think of probably two significant opponents that he's beaten. Um, Caleb Plant. I mean, it's when you look at it. I mean, it's what what which guy is at least in that top ten jump statue? And then we can also talk about um, obviously uh, some other guys that are not on the screen because there's some other guys uh, actually a potential. Of course, we're gonna have that um we'll we'll let you know if uh if we get him on the show uh, a, a little bit later. Yeah, I'll I'll give us a, a brief spoiler. I've interviewed the guy twice, so if you've been following my shows, uh he's in there, you know, and he fights at 168, so there's your spoiler and great guy. Uh can't wait to talk to him again and a very good friend. Okay, so now let's talk about the business at hand. What name pops out to me outside of Caleb Plant? Um, David Benavides, and you're right about the weight, and obviously he had the drug thing back in the day. I think he's course-corrected it. Um, you know, is he ready for the likes of Canelo? I don't think so. I would need to see him fight more. But then again, we're, we're dealing with this COVID time, you know, the COVID chaos, I call it. And yeah. so a lot of guys aren't able to fight as much and frequently. But it's all about, again, to quote Eddie Murphy, what have you done for me lately, Eddie? You know, it's like going back to Raw. I just watched it the other day again for like the millionth time in case you guys are wondering. But it, it's, it stands and holds up to this time. But it's like, what have you done for me lately? So until I see Benavidez um, in there with a top guy, um, you know, uh, say around the likings of a Daniel Jacobs or a plan. If I see him do well, then I could like go to that point where it's like, okay, he's at top well, of his I, game. I think the thing with um, Benavides that I like is um, he's the youngest guy out of the bunch. Uh, what, what does it say? He's 24 years old. Yeah, he's, he's in his early 20s. Yeah. The biggest room to improve. And also, um, he's got quick hands he can punch. He's a real natural, probably light heavyweight. So yeah, I don't think any of these guys are just going to be able to like bully him. Um, and especially, you know, usually when you have a guy that's a big puncher, for the most part, um, there's attributes that they have that can be exploited because they're big punchers. But this guy's very busy. Um, he's not the normal puncher who just plods around and, you know, just kind of waiting for a big shot. He puts his punches together exceptionally well. And that kind of sets up a lot of the power. So um, he, he's definitely a puncher, but not in the traditional sense that you would see uh, from a puncher. So, I mean, I like his chances against any of these guys. And also, um, he did beat Anthony Durrell, who had never been stopped, who, who's a, uh, been a pretty good 168-pound uh, fighter, you know, who, who had some pretty good That's power. right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. That almost slipped my mind for a moment. That goes yeah, back a couple also, yeah. He also has a stoppage win over um, the last guy he fought, uh, Angulo, who gave who uh, went 12 rounds with Gilberto, uh, Gilberto Ramirez. So at least, like, if, you know, against common opponents that you're seeing, um, he has looked pretty dominant against every opponent he's uh, faced. He did have that one, I think, split decision um in his title winning effort, but he did, you know, in the rematch, he dominated that guy. 
And even I thought, I didn't think that his title winning effort was uh, was a split decision anyways. But that was against uh, Ronald Gavril, by the way, um, who, I, who I believe only had one loss. So, um, you know, he, he definitely looked great in the rematch. And, you know, the split decision is kind of a little bit of a blemish. But I definitely didn't think it was a split decision type of fight. So he's uh, shown a lot of improvement. Um, he just got to be able to make 168 pounds. Got to make the weight. That's what it's all about. And he's getting older now. He's in his early 20s. And that gets harder and more difficult. If he stays disciplined, though, um, you know, uh, we, we know about certain, you know, things he was doing with substance abuses and stuff like that and recklessness. It's all about getting your head straight and focus. Uh, we've seen guys overcome such obstacles. Look at Tyson Fury. That was probably the craziest, you know, comeback ever. Think about it. I mean, he went from battling drug addiction, alcoholism, weight gain. I mean, the guy was enormous. He was the size of an elephant. I think uh, sometimes for fighters, uh, this needs to be said, is uh, a lot of times for a fighter to progress or even just uh, people in general. I mean, you know, you know, I come from uh, Southern California and, um, you know, but I went to college in uh, Northern California and um, I live in Vegas now. So sometimes moving away from your comfort zone, your hometown, it's something you need to do to grow. And I think with him, I think um, I think he still lives in his hometown of uh, Arizona. I believe it's Scottsdale. I'm not 100% uh, certain. But um, leaving home and being away from your family and your friends that you grew up with and all the distractions is great for a young fighter's career. Even you see uh, Tiafimo Lopez, for example, I believe he lives in Arkansas now. So he he moved with his wife, and uh, I believe they bought a house over there. So he's pretty much removed himself completely from any distractions. I mean, if he's in Arkansas, I mean, the only thing he's got to worry about is, you know, dodging a tornado or something like that. <laughs> I like that you brought him up because that's a great, great point is that I thought of Tiafimo is that he had a lot of distractions with family and stuff like that. And sometimes it's good just to get away from it. And especially in boxing, you know, they always tell you, you know, watch your diet before a fight. Like, you know, don't get laid before you get paid, that sort of thing. I'm not saying to go to those extremes, but sometimes you need to isolate yourself. Like, okay, this is a movie, obviously. Look at Rocky IV. What did he do? When he went to Russia, he got a log cabin. He ran in the snow, cut down trees, isolated himself. I mean, you know, which probably prevented Rocky Balboa from getting COVID. But, you know, <laughs> so he, he was he was in his – Rocky Balboa was in the bubble in 86, guys. Yeah. But <laughs> – but the bottom line is like that's what it's what works for people like some people like to be around family they they love to be around their family and that's cool too if that works for you but some people need to be isolated and need to just focus on the fight or the task at hand oh yeah it's um boxing boxing is no joke um <clears throat> but so i want to i want to get into uh oh man I don't even know if we need to talk about this, but just for uh, from the fans' perspective, um, I think we kind of need to go into it. Sure. Uh, the card itself, so uh, it, it's it's not very impressive. I mean, 
I, I can't even uh I don't even know some of these guys. And you know, I'm I'm a I'm a die I'm a diehard boxing boxer I know. like you, but but let's let's just go over them briefly. Um just see if anything jumps out at you here. Um we have Caleb Plan against Caleb Truax for the IBF World Super Middleweight title. That's 168 pounds. Um, look at these names here, and does anything jump at, jump out at you? Or anything you want to comment on? Nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I will say is this. I'm, I'm cracking up right now because I do know who some of these guys are. But you well, ever see the middleweight guys? They're both undefeated. So, I mean, that might be something – uh, interesting but i'm just i think the problem is um you put these guys on tv i mean i haven't heard anything about this card really i mean i know they said they uh it's been promoted on uh football because it's you know obviously the, the uh, yes yeah, so i've been watching the football yes it's been, been promoted heavily yeah. i mean i haven't watched a whole lot of football i've been kind of busy the last few weeks um but um i haven't seen any promotion really at all i mean I, I, oh i've seen a good amount it, it's I mean, uh, it's out there it's it's been out there so not, not crazy the card um just these are names that i i'm familiar with uh rancis bartholomew bartholomew i mean pretty good fighter but joey spencer those were um there's he doesn't bring excitement to your mind when his name comes off your lips horrible uh, joey i'm sorry spencer, yeah. I believe the guy he's fighting is uh, former heavyweight contender Bruce Selden's son. That might be interesting, but I believe I was reading a story about uh, this guy. I believe on, on Boxing Scene had a story about Isaiah Selden, and he didn't have an amateur career. Um, Joey Spencer seems like a guy they're really building up, but, I mean, he is just completely fought. And I, I don't want to disparage anybody, but um, just complete cream puffs. I mean, so far, I mean, this is, but obviously, but he's young. I, I think he's like 20 years old. So, I mean, yeah, you're going to bring him up, but he's getting a lot of TV time for a guy that's hasn't really been in the ring with. Well, that's the thing. Right. Opponents, so. Is nowadays we see that we see people, you know, from the crib yeah. at, you know, four and five and oh on television regularly. And those guys at about, you know, around that four and five and zero oh category, they usually end up fighting three times a year, so they become eight and zero, oh, nine and zero, oh, and we're seeing them develop. We saw it with Shakur Stevenson, yeah. You know, like we saw him early in his career, like right out of the Olympics, and you know, a lot of people were complaining about him, but now yeah, look how good he's looked. You know, but he was he was fighting a couple no hopers for maybe like his first, second, third, and fourth fights, and then the way to do it. But but that's how they have to do it. Um, yeah. I don't know a whole lot about Spencer's amateur career. He obviously wasn't, from my understanding, on the international level, like Shakur Stevenson, who is a, a, a silver uh, medalist in the Olympics. So, um, hell of a fighter. I'm just, yep. I, I mean, I saw this guy. I just was not all that impressed, but you know, we'll, we'll give him a chance. I mean, TV friendly guy. That that's yeah, what you I got. Mean, he so throws far. a lot of punches. He doesn't seem like he has yeah. a whole lot of power. Um. But yeah, as far as this card overall, I mean, it, well, it, it doesn't not, nothing really just strikes me as anything to look forward to, except for I, I think that heavyweight bout um, is interesting because they're both undefeated. But I don't know anything about the fighters, unfortunately, to uh, to share with you guys here. But um, 
that, that's something I'm I'm definitely going to be looking at. And, you know, maybe we'll get a good, you know, future prospect out of that, or maybe two good future prospects. Because sometimes you get these, um, you put you put two fighters coming up that are about equal. It raises both guys' stock if they both can fight. So um, I don't want to write off a fighter just because they lose. Sometimes you can actually do more for your career in a loss than you did in in 10 wins against a bunch of nobodies. Well said. Absolutely, man. And, you know, I want to close out with this. Um, I'm glad boxing's back. I'm not taking, you know, a dump on boxing. I'm looking forward to seeing the card no matter what. I, I love the sport of boxing on Saturday. But I, what I want boxing to do is take a notice of UFC. I'm a boxing guy before I'm a UFC guy, but real recognizes real. That the cards that UFC has been putting on since pandemic, they've been, in my opinion, the pioneer of sports. They started all this beforehand. Everyone was like, you guys are crazy doing this. The sports world was watching with open eyes, and they were like, okay, they're able to go out there and do all this. Next thing you know, basketball's coming back. NFL's coming back. Baseball's coming All this stuff's coming back. Boxing's coming back. You know, And what I want boxing to do is do what the – NBA is doing, which I've been a big fan of lately, Kev. I can't wait to talk to you about basketball. I've been watching a lot of basketball lately. Great sport. Um, NHL, all the guys that are marquee players are playing. Boxers, we need you all to come out. Like, this is what we need. Like, UFC, pay attention to it. Everybody is fighting. The best are fighting the best. Stip Miocek, France Nuganu. Heavyweight championship of the world. Guys, if you don't know UFC, that's like Holyfield Tyson in the UFC. Like, holy shit. Amazing. Poirier and McGregor. Great main event. Thorn pandemic. Like, we need we need Spence Crawford. We need Fury and Joshua. In boxing, we need those fights. Yeah, it's... Yeah, we we definitely do. It's just it's it's a completely different um, the economics of boxing market market absolutely compared to I, UFC is just totally different. Um, well, UFC is a monopoly. Kind of, UFC is kind of like take it or leave it. You know, um, it's a monopoly. They, own, they like, own the whole thing. Yeah, when they're paying guys like Terrence Crawford four million to fight way past prime fighters like Kill Brook, I mean, it's just going to be very difficult to put him in there with Errol Spence. I mean, um, but that, that, that'll that be a topic for the next show. Right, right. That'll be a topic for the next show. We'll, we'll quote the great Pedro Fernandez here. Sometimes with boxing, you need boxing Viagra. Like, <laughs> one of the funniest things he's ever said to me. So, bottom line is, listen, we love boxing. I want to close out with saying that the Battle of the Calebs uh, should be a great time. Uh, I think that Caleb Plant is definitely a future – I mean, he's a champion already, but a future, like, player, you know, at a high level. He'll get the big payday. He'll get the big fight. And people are going to know him because – let's talk about this real quick, Kev. I'm going to close out with positivity. Yeah. Caleb Plant has a great story, and I'm not going to go there. So I want you guys to look up Caleb Plant and look at what this man went through to get to where he is now. It is a Rocky movie. It is a success story. It's a battle of wills and comeback, and that's what boxing's all about. It's about intestinal fortitude, and Caleb Plant, his life, he had to deal with a lot of that. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, 
So, John, you, you want to just uh, give a lead out, let, let people know uh, what we got planned for our next show? Our next show, I'm going to bring in a very special guest. Um, again, I threw out a little spoiler, maybe a little hint again, uh, 168 pounder, uh, boxer, and um, someone that's going to have a lot of invested interest on this uh, Battle of Caleb's coming up on Saturday night. So uh, I'll leave it there. Uh, hopefully we'll have my guest on, our guest, Kevin, on earlier uh, next week. Uh, I'm thinking Monday. And I'm going to shoot for that. And uh, I can't wait to announce that to you guys. In the meantime, this show will be everywhere. Once Kev sends me that link, it will be on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, YouTube, everywhere. Yes, and it'll also be on the uh, Platinum Fights YouTube channel. And uh, check with us on Monday. That's when we'll be doing our next broadcast. We'll, we'll keep you updated on uh, who the guest is going to be once we get that confirmed. All right, so uh, see you on Monday, and uh, enjoy the fights on Saturday.